We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. All right, folks, what's good? We are back. Another episode of Ain't No Seeds podcast. And, uh, boys, three-game losing streak. I don't feel, I don't know, and I think this is what this episode is going to be a lot about is I want to get a feel for where you guys are at because, I don't know, I, I just got back from New York City. I had one of those travel days where things go wrong, flights canceled, you know the whole deal. Nothing in the last seven days has made me more frustrated than KU's third down defense. Like, I was ready to break things. But the thing is, by the end of the game, this team had kind of – they showed they don't quit, and you always find yourself back to loving them. Um, B-turn, three-game losing streak. Defense had their struggles. Offense had their struggles. Where are you at? You've been Mr. Positivity with this team. You've said hilarious things that have made me laugh out loud about how positive you are about this team. <laughs> Where do you stand? Like, are we going to make a bowl? Are we going to win another one? It, it. I'm not saying we won't, but each week it gets scarier and scarier. Yeah, for sure. And I still feel I still feel good that they'll find a way to win one more. Um, I don't know where it's going to come. But I was tough on the coaching staff on Saturday. I thought there was a lot of questionable decisions. I don't know if you guys agree, but at the same time, they give us a chance to win every week. So it's really tough to be hard on them. And I kind of tweeted it. It's like, and Ryan, you said it. Um, it might have been before the year, but just Leipold at um, Johnny's Tavern or whatever, talking about how our fans were clapping for an almost win. So it's yeah. like the staff expects to win every week. They expect to compete. So I think our fans should be on that same level. And I'm I'm right there with the staff. TCU, they obviously had a chance. Oklahoma, they were down 21 at one point. Didn't really make it interesting. The game wasn't ever close, but they kind of they kind of got your hopes up at one point when they get a stop at the goal line, get the ball coming out of half. And then Baylor, I mean, I don't even know what to say about the first half. There, It couldn't have went worse. It could not have went worse, and it felt like an old KU game. Ryan, you quote tweeted me talking about maybe it being an old KU football team. They yeah. fumble, Skinner fumbles on a weird reverse. Um, I'd missed the first Baylor drive, but it was like third and 11 or third and whatever. They convert on a screen and score. There was a third and 14 they converted. There was a third and eight when they were backed inside the three-yard line. You're down 28-3 at half, and 
I mean, I'm sure I know where you guys stand on this, but at half, I'm sitting there just staring at the TV like, this team has no chance. You're down four scores in Waco. You've never won in Waco. You haven't beat Baylor in forever. They blow you out every year, it feels like. And it's 28-3 at half, and I'm just sitting there like, there's no chance. Like, there's no positives to look at. And KU gets it to five points with six Dude. minutes left, and I'm sitting there. I'm not kidding. I'm about this close to my TV just standing there praying for a stop and seeing if Bean can get the ball back and give us the lead. But couldn't believe they got back in that game. And it's just you're sitting there thinking, like, if this game was 21-3 at half or, I don't know, 28-10, to which I think we should have went for on fourth and seven when we punted it to the one, which you can argue that because it was third and eight and they were QB sneaking. So there's a lot of things we should talk about in a little bit about coaching decisions. But I'm still happy about – where they're at right now, how much, how much strides they've made um, throughout this program, and they compete every week. I'll have my hopes up. I'm sure against Oklahoma State. I'm not going to say we're going to win, but why why not think we can compete in all these games left? Maybe not Texas, but we're in it. We've been in every game. We haven't been blown out this year. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, it's. I don't know. AB, I guess before we get really into the details of the game, I just want to get your initial thoughts too. Like, I think we were all obviously extremely frustrated the first half. You just can't have halves like that and win games. Um, Where I feel like I used to start shows when we were during our winning streak, when we were 3 0, 4 0, 5 0, I'd kind of start the show with, like, all right, AB, are you all in? Are you all in? Because sometimes me and B turn can get crazy. Um, And I feel like sometimes you can bring us back, or sometimes it's me bringing you guys back. But either way, should we? I mean, should we expect to win one more game? Are you still feeling good about this team, or are you getting near meltdown mode that we could end this season with a seven-game losing streak and missing a bowl? I don't think it's meltdown time yet. Um, you guys both alluded to it, but they just they fight every week till the end. Um, yeah. I'm sure you guys have both said this in conversations or tweeted it, but. A, that a 2015 KU football team loses that game 59 to three. Yeah. Like they get down Absolutely. the first five minutes happens. It was it 10, nothing or 14, nothing right away. 14. And we got the ball first and it was yeah. so like a lot of teams that we've seen before don't bounce back from that. The fact that they even got it to where they needed one stop to get a chance to win the game is to me like a huge positive. Now there are definitely things they need to clean up because you can't get down 25 points to every single team in this league. That's back-to-back weeks. They've been down 20-plus. Um, but, again, it's with a backup quarterback. It's without – I mean, I feel like our running backs was a 1A, 1B kind of situation when Highshaw was healthy, Bryant was mm-hmm. out, and it kind of feels like we're going to get some guys back going forward. So I, I think we'll we'll absolutely win more game, one more game, at least. I don't know when it's going to come. Uh, and, Braden, you said Texas. I was kind of with you. Ewers looked awful on Saturday. Did you guys watch that game? He was like 16 for 40. Like, he was bad. And it was really windy. And But Oklahoma State, their secondary is garbage. Like They're like bottom third of the country in pass defense. So, um, to see and him I, not take I advantage of that. them down to the wire also. Yeah. So, I, I, I wouldn't rule Texas out as a possibility. We always have a weird voodoo with them. Plus, it's at home and we have like a legitimate home field advantage now. Um, so yeah, I think they get one more at least. Yeah. It, it's just like, it's hard. Obviously you can't have first halves like that being down 28, three, you can't have just continuous. I mean, that was what made it so much more frustrating. I think it felt so much like an old school game because 
it was just like laughable at how bad we were playing in that first half. Like that's how old school KU football was, was like, this is funny at this point. Like it's so bad, but that's where Lance and this staff is a different animal. We've still got like, we are going to have those moments. We've seen it plenty of times this year. We've seen multiple games. We start down 14. Oh, um, but they just keep it coming. They keep, they always come back with a punch and at least give it a shot, which I love that about this team. And I do, I know I opened the show with like, are we melting down? Are we, are we not going to win? I think this, this staff, this team is going to get one more win. They're going to find a way, but it's certainly scary. They're not even going to be, I mean, AB or B turn, you can answer this too. Do you think there will be be a single, we won't be favored, but like, will we even be within a touchdown the rest of the year? I don't know, man. I wouldn't. I don't I wouldn't, think we. Texas Tech I mean, looked better. Tech will be. I think that'll be like a ten point spread. And Tech kind of worries me because Tech's kind of like OU. They go fast, up tempo. Our defense mm-hmm. could not figure that out against Oklahoma. It just sucks. Like, yeah, they fight, but God, what what could the record potentially be if they just started out, started games out better? TCU, they scored three points in the first half. Oklahoma, they're down twenty one in the first half. Could have been way more. Baylor, 28-3 at half. They're down 25, four scores. I, it could have been even worse, too. We had an interception yeah. in the end zone. And yeah. then Lance and, and Craig dropped. Young got in, like, a fight. Did you, did you guys see that on the broadcast? Mm-mm. No. So it was Craig Young that got the pick, right? Whoever it was, he caught it, picked it off, and ran it. And then he got tackled, like, right in front of Lance. And Lance clearly, like, screamed something at him and looked like he was very mad at him. I still don't know what for. And then Kenny Logan came up from the other side and like kind of got in Lance's face, basically tell him to cool down. I thought we were in for a disaster a second. Like Lance I was very was worried about up. like That's not only I'm that saying. game, but like big picture is like, are we starting to see like a split in the locker room or something? That was kind of scary. Weird, to me. But though. then they ended up, you know, playing well in the second half. I wonder, like you said, they fight. It was 28-3 at half. I wonder what the second half spread was just because they were doing whatever. It could have been worse. Like you said, defense couldn't get a stop at all. Um, it felt like we were gonna get beat by 40, and then I guess you yeah. kind of gotta give the defense a lot more credit. Mm-hmm. I know they sucked in the first half, but Baylor couldn't do much in the second half. That's what frustrated me about the first half. I don't Shapin's numbers weren't really that good, it was just third down conversions, and they ended up nine of 16 on third downs, which sounds actually kind of good. I feel like first half it had to have been what they, they had to have been close to, yeah, 100%. Nine for nine. Well, the <laughs> like, problem was, was is they were. They were also three for four on fourth down. So the times you did get stops, half of those times they got it on fourth down, anyways. And um, then, yeah, yeah I mean, shaping. AB, we were texting like it was 28 3. It really should have been 35 3 because their tight end or whoever dropped that pass in the end zone. And then they got ball at half. It should have been 42 3. Like, right? Am I am I remembering this correctly? Like, that's how yeah. it felt. And like you said earlier, that's what a 2015 Kansas team would have done. Like, they would have rolled over. They would have not. They would have allowed a touchdown right out of the gates, and it's forty-two-three, and nobody's watching the game anymore. But sorry, B turn. I interrupted no, you. Go I, on more just, about how. Because yeah, you're right. First he half's wasn't crazy. Good. Like dude. they weren't good. And I think the two biggest coaching decisions came in the first half too. I, I don't know where you guys stand. Uh, our boy Kent disagreed with me on the punt. Uh, but the two dis- coaching decisions I think could be the difference of the game because you're down. So let's talk about the field goal. It's fourth and five. You're inside the 15. You're getting killed. I think it was 21-3 at that point. Um, fourth and five, the offense is out on the field. Like they're about to snap it. They're not trying to draw them off sides. Beans and shotgun. 
we take a delay a game, which that's got to be fixed with Bean. It's been unbelievable. Two weeks in a row, doesn't look like he has control of the offense at all. He's made plenty of plays. TCU second half, four touchdowns. He's made plays, but so many delay of games, and that's where I think the difference is with JD. JD's IQ and how much control he has of the offense. But fourth and five, inside the 15, you're down. I don't remember what the score was. I think it was 21-3, but the offense is out there. They get a delay of game. You go kick a field goal, and then they're off sides. So it's back to where the original spot was, fourth and five, and they decide to kick it. I think it was actually yeah. – we had zero points at that point, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was 14-0. 14 14-0. And we kicked the field goal. And we were goal. into so, the wind, right? Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Um, but see, see, what I'm I saying think... is 14 nothing. you get back to the original line of scrimmage, why kick it when you're about to go for it? It's 14-0, Baylor's doing whatever. Your offense finally has some momentum – Field goal doesn't really do much there. It's still a two-score game, so go for it. You've been pretty good on fourth. You have a good play caller. So why kick it there? And think about this. You take those – say we – let's say they go for it and score a touchdown. Late, it would have been 28-20, our ball. We would have been down one score. Instead, we score to make it 28-23. I just don't get it. I really don't. Your offense was out there about to go for it, and then you pick off Shapin. You start at the 45. You move it. I think three three yards. It was fourth and seven. They bring Bean back. I could tell they were going to punt it. You pin him at the one, so yeah. Like Kent's right. I guess they executed it right, and they QB sneak it like once or twice, and it's third and eight. But like AB said, think about our third down defense. Last two yeah. weeks, both teams are 25 for 36 combined on third down, which is like a 70% conversion rate. Like, yeah, you have them third and eight, but – our defense has been so soft. They're sitting back in zone. There's been so many openings for receivers. So, yeah, you pin them at the one, but why not go for it on fourth and seven? It's 21-3. Baylor gets the ball back at midfield, fourth and six. They go for it. They go up 28-3. What if roles reverse? We go for it. We get it. Their offense is still going to move the ball on you at the 45. It's just I don't know where you got yeah. For the, the punt, I get because they did pin them at the one, and people have argued with me on that. The field goal, there's no way. I'm going for that all day, yeah. every day of the week. So I want to see where you guys stand on both situations because I think those I two mean, coaching different those two coaching decisions could be the difference right there. So in the game. moment, in the moment, um, I agreed. Like it was so frustrating because it felt like we were just like not even trying to compete, win the game. But you sit back and you think about it, and yeah, it felt like it felt awful. But I think that's where Lance is different than us like Lance, obviously but like i think lance was viewing this as a four four quarters he was like look this game's not over this team's not gonna quit and so to him which situation the punt i hate the field goal more than i hate the punt i the punt to me i don't think we were completing that fourth down i don't know you could you could say we were the field goal to me was outrageous because of the wind and because of just like like you said it felt like we were already planning on doing it I didn't like the field goal. The punt, make obviously, the way it worked out, you got to trust your defense to get them to, to stop them on the one yard line after two QB sneaks. Like to me, that part was fine because I still think, in the grand scheme of things, to Lance, it was a full game. Like he felt like we had time to make a comeback, whereas us fans watching were melting down and we feel like we got to score here. Or this game's over. Turned out not to be the case. We had a chance to get a stop and a touchdown and we win the football game. So, I don't hate it as much, and I'm not going to like look back on it as like the reason we lost. Um, the field goal is annoying, but who knows? It got points on the board. But, yeah, I don't 
the punt's hard to be mad at. It's just the defense has got to get a stop there. The, but the punt's AB, one of those hindsight at? things too. I feel like, yeah, for sure. because they do for pick sure. it up on third and eight, and that was Baylor was going into the win, so it's third and eight from what the three That's yard. That's the other line. reason I don't been. hate the punt. Yeah, so we would have got because... the ball back at the thirty, but and then but you can also look at it like AB has been saying our defense. I think you tweeted it too. We were tweeting Kent. Our defense has been so bad that mm-hmm. how do you really trust them and? My, I kind of look at it as Baylor's going to move it no matter what in that first half. So I don't know. I'm with you. The punt, you can definitely defend it. It's obviously hindsight when they end up picking it up. The field goal doesn't make sense because the offense is out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys. Oh, well, I guess on the punt, more with Braden than Ryan. And you guys kind of said it already, but it's not, it wasn't just the Baylor game that the defense struggled to get off the field. Like it's kind of been a constant thing for at least a half of every game this year outside of Tennessee Tech. So I was for 21 in Norman yeah. 16 for 21 and then TCU was five for 11. So I don't know what a good percentage is of getting off the field, but if you know, you add that into the two weeks following, it doesn't look great. And I know you got stops against Iowa state, but that offense clearly stinks four or um, five on fourth downs. Also the last two weeks combined. So yeah. why, why but wouldn't so, teams just go four down? The punt bothered me, and you guys said it too. It's hindsight because they did score, but in the moment too, it's like, well, they're just going to score regardless of where they get the ball back, so you might as well keep some extra time on the clock. But the way the first half was going, I guess that would have been more time for Baylor to score again. So, um, But the field goal, literally the only thing that I could think of to argue that it was the correct call was that the offense was taken off the field and just out of rhythm after the penalty and whatever. But then you can just fire back with – Teams take timeouts on fourth and three all the time. Like it wasn't any different than a full minute timeout. Like that happens every single game, at least once or twice. So I I was pretty frustrated. Why didn't they call a timeout? Yeah. And if like first half timeouts. Right. I don't know. So those were both frustrating, but I'm coming with Rye. I'm not going to like, I don't think if those two things go the opposite way, we would still need both of those things to be positives. And I still don't know if that gets us the win, but I think there is a scenario that it like, gives us a better chance to win if they're just more aggressive. But I think yeah. the field goal, if you complete that score, it is a pretty different game. But yeah. yeah, it's hard to but you still to gotta see. complete it and I yeah I don't exactly. know. But I, I, I agree both I just, of my with the, the way the way your defense is playing the last two weeks, I that's what I said. The field goal three points just doesn't really I mean I guess it matters. It's points on the board and you just put a drive together, but you're down 14 0, you're down two score. You go from down two scores to two scores still. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. and your defense has been that bad. And like I said, the it was 28 23 at one point. You take the field goal off, you still could have been down a touchdown late, 28 20. And I guess a f- touchdown could have been the difference there. But the, it's crazy like how much like one decision or how much momentum can change a game. And me and Rye, I think you weren't on the pod a few weeks ago, but just we've been talking about how hard it is to win a damn football game. And think about that. It's 21-3. We pick off Shapin. We start at the 45. Like that feels like a momentum swing. And it's 21-3. We have fourth and seven. We don't go for it. They get the ball right back. They drive, start at the one. It's 21-3. They go for it on fourth and six, which their offense was better. Um, during that half, but it's just crazy if you flip those situations, maybe KU ends up winning the game. Yeah. it. I mean, it just all comes back to you can point to those two little moments, but, like, in the grand scheme of things, you just can't play that bad in a quarter or a, ha- a half. Mm-hmm. Really. But, like, the first quarter is just good football teams don't play halves like that. I mean, 
I guess, yeah, some of them do. But, like, you don't – we do it too often. Like, we can't be starting – yeah, you can get away being down 14-0 um, to Houston and to Westfall early in the year, Westfall. At this point in the year, you can't just come out and start this flat, this horrible. 28-3. And expect to come back and win against these teams. Like, we knew our schedule was going to be tougher – that's part. That's the part that's kind of been disappointing to me. And like we're saying all this, as AB pointed out, with a backup quarterback, our our running back who seemed to be the guy, the guy that was getting like probably our best running back to start the year, he's out. So like, it's still this team took their hits, and it, it sucks that injuries kind of derailed things. But you still just that's one thing that concerns me about the team is like. With the schedule we have remaining, if we're going to continuously come out and play flat and look just uninterested early in the game, it doesn't seem to bode well for us getting one more win. But we'll see. The offense can strike fast, and if we, I'm looking forward to a game where we come out and we we are the ones to strike first and just get out to a lead. Is that that's why the only game? That's what I'm saying. The only game that feels like we came out decently hot was Duke, and we got stuffed at the goal line to start the game. Yeah, offense looks better to start. Remember us? Tennessee Tech doesn't count because they might be the worst team to ever be assembled. But Houston, you're down 14-0. West Virginia, you're down 14 multiple times in the first half. OU had like three straight touchdown drives in two minutes um, last week, 28-3. So, yeah, they don't start fast, and it's – yeah, they fight. But like I said, what if they started quick? Or not even quick. Like what if they started just a game off decently the last two seven oh. Let's be down seven at the end of the first quarter. Just sucks. Like it's hard to be it's hard to be mad at Skinner because I thought that was a great play by the defender. He kind of punched it out. He had the ball out, but that's seven quick points. I think they scored two plays later. And so yeah, you're down 14-0 super quick. And if the score was like I said, 21 three at half, which still sounds miserable, you could have won the game, but it sucks sitting here talking about how much they fight when maybe they wouldn't even need to fight if they could just start games off hot or the game was respectable at halftime. Like, OU, it just felt like they never even had a chance, even though they did fight and the score ended up being respectable, 52-42. But there was a point they're down, I think, 35-14 at one point. And then we get the goal line stop and you're down 14 at half. Even if we would have came out and scored, we got the ball coming out. We come out, score, we're down seven. I still don't trust them to stop OU, so mm-hmm. – they could just start out quick against an Oklahoma state or a Texas and you're at home and you got the momentum and they, I don't know, you, I guess it's put just, a shock into Texas or Oklahoma state and the game's close. You're down a score at halftime. You get the ball coming out, but you can't be down multiple scores. to really good football teams, especially on the road. The last two weeks, you're not going to win. Yeah. I mean, it just sucks that Baylor. Yeah. Baylor and uh, Oklahoma on paper road games. You say, yeah, that of course we <laughs> lost those games. Those were so winnable. Those teams are not good. Like, and I mean, not they're not bad, but like Baylor and Oklahoma, if we they're not knocking on the New Year's Six door. Yeah, no. I mean, that's games that you know. In hindsight, as you look back at the schedule, when before the year we would have never circled these as winnable games, but now they are the middle of the pack Big Twelve teams that we needed to go out and try to beat this year. And we got one with Westfall and Iowa State. I now consider, I mean, they're probably the worst team in the Big 12, right? Yeah, and that's a one-point spread Saturday against OU. Yeah, so, like, it sucks. I felt they like almost beat Texas. stealing, stealing one Texas. of OU. In K-State. Stealing one from OU or Baylor would have been huge. Now we got to steal one. 
from Oklahoma State, Texas, Texas Tech, or K-State. And I don't know. I still trust the staff. I trust this team. They've been too good man. to count them out. But, man, it's feels like this season, if you put it in perspective of, like, a, a, a drive, feels like we got to, like, the 10-yard line really fast. And now we're there, and we just ran – we're running HB dives up the middle, just getting stuffed and stuffed and stuffed. Now we're on third down, and I'm like, okay, what are we going to do here? Are we going to get this in the end zone? Like, I just want one more win, and, yeah. and that's now I'm what, stressed. That's what's crazy. There was a point where they're a top 20 team in the country, game days in town, and we're tied with TCU with four minutes to go. So all week I've just been sitting here thinking, like, what? I wonder what our record would look like. Maybe we would have still lost the last two weeks, but if they end up pulling out that TCU game, that would have just been, I mean, that would have been massive, obviously. And it feels like it would have had this group. It would have like gave this group a huge belief that they could beat anyone. And maybe they pull out these games at the end, but then they, they find a way to lose and they kind of make some, not kind of, they made a ton of mistakes against TCU. That's a top 10 team right now, undefeated. And we took them down to the wire I'm so uh, with our backup. Yeah. With our backup quarterback. They play everyone's backup quarterback. They're, they're so lucky. And, I, I don't know. Like, what if they pulled out that game and we have the ball down seven and don't want to be the ref guy, but if we, I think if we got a obvious call late in the game, maybe they win that game in overtime and maybe we're even six and two right now, but you're six and oh with two road games. Maybe they find a way to win one of those. I feel like that game could just change the outlook of the season. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. It, I, I think I, that, uh... that might have been our chance to go bowling. Can I get out a trend that I'd like to see reversed here, just overall mm-hmm. with the team? Uh, I don't have exact numbers for games previous to the Baylor one, but I know they're – like I have a couple examples that I know were bad. Uh, total plays run for the two teams against or in the Baylor game. KU had 49 plays. Baylor had 83. Oh my I'm sure God. the Oklahoma game looked similar. I know the oh, Iowa State game. We only ran plays. Yeah. plays. And the Iowa State game, we ran, what, like 45 plays or something like that? <laughs> yeah. It's – yeah. That can't keep happening. Like the better team, as you go on in the season and teams have more film on you and can figure out, the more chances you give to beat or give them to beat your defense, the more likely they're just going to do it. And I think that has a lot to do with, I feel our first and second down defense, I feel like has been pretty solid. Got to get off the field on third down every once in a while, which you've talked about at a nauseum lately. But yeah. you, you can't have teams putting up twice as many plays as you do because that's just not a recipe to winning games, <laughs> yeah, especially in the Big 12 win. when yeah. you've got to outscore teams most weeks because that's just how the conference plays. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, Oklahoma ran it 57 times and threw it 43 times. It's 100 on the that's where And that's where I'm at right now. Why the hell would teams not run it every single play on us? Have you seen us stop the run the last – or have you seen us not – Stop the not not stop the run the last two weeks. I don't know what I'm saying, but I, I, would, right the first time. I would just yeah. Have you seen us try to stop the run the last two weeks? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But my favorite was the ridiculous. Oklahoma one at the end of the half when they yeah, were ready to dude, go. To this half is time. insane. I would just run it four straight plays, three yards, four yards, get it three yards, seventy yards, get touchdown. fourth and one. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. OU averaged like six a pop on us. Like I said, they ran it freaking 47, 57 times. And then Baylor in the first half, they it felt like – I didn't even think Shapin really played that well. He was 17 for 26, 164 yards. If you would have told me that before the game, I guess maybe I could have been skeptical because they would have ran it a lot. Yeah, Baylor ran it 57 times. Yeah, that's what's well, the last two is- weeks, teams have ran it 57 times on us. We probably haven't even ran that many plays in those games. 57 for 273 for Baylor, and I'm, I don't even want to know what it was in the first half. And then Oklahoma was 57 for 298. So we've given up over oh, close to 600 yards rushing in the last two games. It's like if teams have if teams are going to have the ball all game on the road, how do you win? So it's kind of like you look at the staff like, damn, it's kind of insane that we were in these games. But you're giving yeah. up 57 rushes two games in a row, and teams just have the ball the whole time. The defense is tired. It's kind of hard to be mad. At the defense, well, really. I'll, I'll say this. I feel like it's a great week to have a bye week. I feel like it's come at about as good of a time as it could have come. Maybe maybe it would have been better last week last heading week. into Baylor. Um, but it's nice to hopefully we see. I think I'm optimistic about JD coming back. I don't know if I missed anything with that. I've been kind of out of the loop. I want to get New York. I if he was like warming up in full uniform, I feel like two weeks later he should be able to play. But this this staff has been so annoyingly good at keeping information from getting out to the public. So I I just feel like I feel like this team has one more moment in them. Just one more, whether it's a Jalen big time game. Like if Jalen's year just really like if we don't see another special performance from Jalen, that'll be so disappointing because that dude was rolling. Um, and I just feel like this team, they're too, they were too good early for me to think they won't have one more moment where this staff and this offense and this defense can even put together a game where they just play lights out and steal one of these games. I don't know which game it's going to be. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say, I think one team we're for sure going to beat, but just feels like we've got one more big moment left in us. And that's all I can hope for. Well, like I said earlier, they haven't gotten blown out yet. So, and we've talked about, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It feels like a team that can compete in every single game. You're doing it with your backup QB, a guy who's got kind of turnover prone. So maybe we'll be in every game the rest of the year. I'm sure there, there's probably going to be a blowout out there. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I mean, if it wasn't team, on Saturday, been, I don't know when it's, yeah, gonna, I guess that's true. Oklahoma State easily um, could be, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 
And I try to get my hopes up for K-State yesterday. I can't get there because they beat us so many years in a row and they've been dominant. And the thing that scares me is they run the ball so much. <laughs> yeah, we can't stop the ball. Say. Adrian, I'm sure, I don't know his injury situation, but he'll be back for that game. He'll run a lot. Deuce will run a lot. They're really good up front. Their defense probably will shut us down. So not going to get my hopes up for them. Who's our? How many games do we have left? Four? Oklahoma yeah. State, Texas, Texas Tech, K-State? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We still have a winning record, which is cool. If yeah. I would have said that before the year, yeah, they were five and zero. Oh, you get your hopes up, but five and three after the bye, you're rested yeah, exactly. up. In the grand anyone, scheme of things, we're five and three. Five we, and seven, like we're yeah. juiced. But. I mean, we lost five and Brandon. three, and we lost Jalen. We lost Highshaw, and we lost Bryant. Like if you tell us that, we're pretty thrilled. Even if you told me that when we were three and zero, oh, I would have probably mm-hmm. been like, okay, I'll take that. Like, um, I want to. So yeah. I want to get your guys' takes on something, and I'm not trying to be negative towards him, but for some reason, I've just kind of been getting annoyed the last three weeks about our fans saying we would have won these games with JD, which maybe they're right, but I feel like I don't. I'm know. with you JD, on this, Brad. Okay, yeah. JD is so good, and I love him so much. He loves Kansas. He's so much fun to play. His energy is amazing, but. I might get shit for this. Was he really that good? The his final two, final what six eight quarters? Like I almost feel like because people are like, oh, we would have beat TCU if we had our starter. Did you watch the first half? Yeah, I feel no, like I one. You can't say it like about the TCU game. Bean's not getting enough credit. Yes, he's he can be a bonehead sometimes. I don't know what the hell he's thinking. Mm. Doesn't know where the sticks are ever when he runs or throws. <laughs> It's so crazy. It'll be fourth and seven. He dumps it off. It'll be – there was one, I think it was third and second and eight. He takes off to the right. He runs out of bounds five yards backwards instead of yeah. just throwing it away. So I don't know what goes through his head. Um, but I don't know. I Maybe the defense would play better with J.D. I don't know where you guys are at with that. I don't know what would make them play better. Maybe we could have the ball longer, put drives together. His IQ's better. He moves the sticks more. Um, but – Iowa State, they don't score in the second half. TCU, they score three points. This fumble at the goal line really costed us. Duke in the second half felt like we weren't really that good. We let them back in that game. So I don't even know really where I'm going right now, but I feel like Bean's kind of getting hated on. I feel like he probably deserves some more credit just because he's made some throws, he's made some plays, but he's also kind of costed us. TCU, you can say that, but TCU can also say that he kept us in it. So with J.D., he was a Heisman candidate at one point. He was damn good against Houston, West Virginia, Tennessee Tech, Iowa State. He was okay. Second half, we didn't score. So I'm just saying, I feel like I mean, we got to kind of pipe my, it down, maybe. I know my take on this. AB, I want you to give yours, but we may be similar, but go ahead, AB. Um, I think just on like a general statement, I don't know how – accurate that could be as far as like we'd win those games with Jalen but if you're getting like weeks one through four or weeks 10 through 12 last year of Jalen then yeah I think we might win the TCU game or the Baylor game or I mean any of them really I don't know if we win all of them um but yeah I mean there were definitely negative quarters halves games from Jalen where if he played like that there's, I mean, we'd lose by even more. So I, it's it's just a very hard thing to say, oh, just plug this guy in and we'll be fine. And we might be going forward. I still think Jalen's overall the better quarterback. He makes better reads. He's smarter with the football. He's, like you said, Braden, better football IQ. 
But I mean, I, I'm not going to act like he was a hundred percent perfect for the first five and a half weeks of the season. Well, yeah, here's the only thing I had an issue with what you said, B turn. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, Bean was lights out against TCU. Anyone that says we win that we lose that game by double digits if Bean doesn't come in. I think TCU had Jalen figured out. It was dull. It was flat. It was almost kind of like weirdly a blessing that Bean came in. You could also argue that we had TCU figured out and then just got loose. That's kind of where I am with the TCU game. Like, did Kotal Nicky and the staff figure something out at half, or was it Bean probably not being scouted or looked at? So maybe JD would have came in and lit it up, and they would have gotten a shootout like they did. There was – what it was 13 three at half and ended up being what was the final 38 31 so mm-hmm. there was 56 points scored in the second half so it, maybe jd hangs in a shootout maybe jd doesn't turn the ball over late like bean did bean's pick was terrible um but bean also, here's what i bean had us in a spot ahead. we were down seven um he had us in a spot to tie it we get a i i'm so mad about that call still lawrence arnold got draped um but whatever we were down seven had a chance to tie it go to ot maybe we go for two there but yeah i don't there's a lot of ways you can look at it here's what i did love about what you said is you said was jd really that good i think no i didn't i said in the last few games not the whole year i mean because yeah obviously jalen weeks obviously the iowa state game jalen wasn't like great but i think iowa state's kind of done that to everyone um and tcu he wasn't great um I just think he was kind of hitting a, like he was due. We said that on the pod. He was due to kind of have a – our offense was due to hit a rough spot. Like we were playing lights out, so good, so efficient. We were literally saying on the pod early in the year, like we couldn't think of one play we were mad at. Like we weren't ever upset about play calling. Like that's how perfect it was. So mm-hmm. Jalen – God, we were Yeah, I mean, but I think you're right. Bean has been fr- – that's the problem with Bean. His mistakes stand out so much because they're so – bad he doesn't just throw a pick he throws a pick where you're like dude what are you looking at like it looks like a madden when you hit the wrong button and it just throws it right to the guy he and then mashes x how, instead of tapping it for the ball how good were our, our last two drives against baylor we just march and he's throwing dime yeah, after dime yeah. no he's been he's been fairly good is what i'll say but like ryan said the, the mistakes the mental lapses they're just, they're almost so jarring. And I know none of us could go out there and do it. But like the pick against TCU, genuinely don't know what he was looking at. The, one of the Oklahoma interceptions was like the greatest play I've ever seen. So you can't be too mad. But if you, you put some get... loft on the ball, and that's like my biggest thing. It's just If he had a little bit of touch, he'd be a seven-time MVP in the NFL. Just a little bit of touch and a little bit of like, like multiply his IQ by, or his football IQ by two. He's a superstar. Go. Lotto pick. Okay, got it. Uh-huh. Seven times. But, yeah, yeah, it, it really is. Like, his mistakes can be so bad that it, like, takes the <sighs> air out of your – like, yes. your – I and, feel like it can kill momentum really quick because you're like, what? Just that meal against TCU? Just hit that? Like, <laughs> And I, I, it sounds like we're, like, bashing the kid. Like, no. I think we've all Great said bashing. at some point in this segment that we think Jeez. he's – like, we're, we probably have – one of the better backup quarterbacks in the country. Think, think about what OU's backup did. He didn't did put you up see a what, point. What Bama did? I forgot who Bama was. It A and M or Mississippi State or whoever A&M. it was. I think it was A and M. Bama's was. backup came in. They couldn't move the ball worth a shit. And that's yeah. that's the best program in the country over the last fifteen years. So yeah. oh, we we're very lucky to have a backup that's competent, and we can have an offense that looks somewhat similar to what it was when Jalen was in. But it's it's just it's frustrating when those. They seem like minor mistakes, but they've just—they're so consistent, and they have been for the last two years. 
that it's it's even more frustrating than if he just yeah. wasn't good at football, you know? And there's so many what-ifs, and I hate what-ifs, but you talked about the one-handed OU interception. We have the ball in their territory right there. I don't remember. I could not tell you what the score was there. But that's maybe seven, three points off the board for us, and they probably went and scored. Um, and then second half, we, we make that goal line stand. We get it to 14. First possession, right to the guy. <laughs> 14 points. Maybe we get it to seven. We lose by 10. One of those – one of those possessions could have been seven points for us. And then yeah. obviously TCU. So, but then, oh, here, so here's what I got to say about the OU game is being, we're, we go on multiple, no, I think two touchdown drives. We tie it at seven and we tie it at 14 in the first half. There's nothing, I don't think there's anything JD could have done against OU to win that game. You give up 700 total mm-hmm. yards when yeah. we're still in the game in the first half. We go on two touchdown drives to start it. So I don't think there's anything JD could have done there. The last half against Iowa State, we put up zero points. TCU, we put up three, and he fumbles at the goal line and makes a bunch of questionable reads. I'm not going to sit here and question JD. He got us to five and oh. I just think maybe we're a little too hard on Bean, and maybe he deserves a little more credit than he's getting. I mean, I hate moral yeah. victories, but the TCU game was awesome. 260 yards, four touchdowns. I just I, I don't think Bean's don't think one good defensive games. effort away from having one win in these last two games, mm-hmm. right? Like, I feel like he's put enough numbers on the board to get us <laughs> wins. And I mean, our defense just didn't really bring it yeah. either of those games. Gave up so tw- we gave up 28 in the second half against TCU. We gave up 700 yards and 52 points against OU, and then 28 points yeah. in the first half against Baylor, which I'm sure you, I mean, Bean's definitely contributed to some of those, but. Maybe he deserves more credit. Maybe we need to – J.D. got us hype. He was in the Heisman combo, but maybe we need to – I feel like – I'm just saying if he comes back and we lose these games and maybe we get beat by a couple scores, I feel like people are going to harp on J.D. Stuff like that. I just think we have our hopes so high, maybe is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, they're tough road games against good programs. We'll be fine. Like we said, five wins. We're feeling good. We're five and three, boys. The Kansas football Jayhawks are still – five and three people forget that so um bye weeks come at a good time we got a tough schedule the rest of the way but let's see if lance is like uh you know it's like our bill self theory when you give him a full week to prepare for an ncaa tournament he comes out and just absolutely scorches teams andy reed right andy reed kills it with a bye week let's see if lance can be Andy hasn't lost after the bye in the regular season in kansas city Let's see if Lance has a little bit of that and getting a bull win at or getting the six win at home against a top. That's what we're waiting on. Top That's, 20 Oklahoma State it. team. That will be electric. 20? And I need top, it. They might be top what five. Are they? they might end what up being Oklahoma top State? five. What, no, they just. They no, like I'm 14. thinking about TCU. I'm thinking about <clears> TCU. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they're, what are they, like 11 or 12 right now? Oklahoma State? They could be yeah. top 10. If they and then they have K State this week. Oh, Oklahoma State's number nine. So Ooh, they beat K State. They yeah, they'll be God, so yeah, seven, eight, depending on who all yeah, those Texas. We're a dog maybe. in Manhattan. That seems kind of wild to me with K State's yeah. QB. Because I mean, Will Howard came in and lit it up against TCU, but that could be a bean situation where you're not preparing for him. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Rubley's awesome. Will, Howard was, Will Howard Rubley, was the worst quarterback I've ever seen last season. No, so Rubley might have taught that. <laughs> I'd pay a good sum of money for Rubley to start against us mm-hmm. week 12. What's the well, line? While we're, he starts against KU, what is it? KU look ahead line, K-State's minus 10 for against KU. Um, I do want to touch on this while okay. we're talking about them. How annoying is it that K-State fans are blaming injuries for the loss after what we've been through the last three weeks? 
That's all I have to say. I mean, all we heard was it's part of football that happens. Players get hurt, and then their uh, players yeah. get hurt, and then it's the end of the world. So um, I saw we lost the T. I think I said this last episode or two episodes ago, but we lost the TCU, and some K State fan was saying, oh, "Okay, you finally played a good team, and they showed their true colors. They're back down to earth." It's like game was tied with four minutes left. Yeah, yeah that TCU game we were that was so fun. That game team. was so yeah. fun. I will um, say, I think if Howard stays in or I don't the thing with that too is Adrian started the game. They went, I think they went three and out or got to midfield. So I'm not sure saying Adrian staying in they would have won because you didn't see much from him, but Howard was lighting it up. That was crazy at one point. So maybe they went if I mean Rubley coming in was terrible because they get a fourth and two, they probably would have went, but you can't trust him. I don't I mean, know. It doesn't matter who your court giving up a 28-10 lead is like Regardless yeah. of who's playing quarterback, that's a whole team meltdown. So. Still lose by double digits. I mean, how yeah, high? It's... Oh man, I bet. I wonder what was going. Because, like I've said this before, I can easily get my hopes up during a game and start talking myself into crazy shit. When we took the seven, mm-hmm. when we took the seven point lead against, we're down ten three against TCU. We come out and score two straight drives at seventeen ten. I'm sitting up top. I'm like, oh boys, we're gonna end up being top ten in the country. We're gonna go into Norman. They're down forty nine nothing right now. To Texas, we're gonna beat them. We can beat Baylor. Dude. We're gonna be- so think about what was going oh, through K State fans' heads. I, some of them had when to book tickets to Dallas, 10. right? Yeah, I bet. I bet people at halftime definitely bought tickets to think Dallas. Think about that. They, I don't, maybe I'm wrong here, but I think they for sure would have game day Saturday, right? Yo, if, yeah, they went to Jackson State instead, which maybe that was like all a part Oklahoma of their plan. State. Oklahoma State would have been. Uh, they beat Texas, so they would have been in the top ten. K State would have moved. To, I don't even know because they would have been a top ten. K State would have been top ten. Especially so, if they continue to do it in the fashion they were doing it. Like I'm not even blown them out. I'm not even dunking on K State at all. I'm just saying as a fan, what's going through your head there? If KU's up twenty eight ten in Fort Worth and you've only lost one game, which we can't even dunk on the Tulane loss. They're pretty damn good. Yeah. But it's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys what let's see. Let's start with what game are you guys least confident in the rest K-State. of the year? K-State by a mile. I'll never be confident in that game until I see it with my own eyes. I've seen it too many times. People forget yes. David Beatty should have beat one in Manhattan his last yep. year. Like, I mm-hmm. think that gets forgotten. It sure does. We won that with, game if you a, take away the phantom hold call. With Jerome Dave Chris, the quarterback. Holding. With Dave, but, it was Peyton Bender. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, this Dave might be Chris. K-State's best team what in a decade, too. Well, they kind of compare to each other. Very slow yeah. and yeah, I mean, K-State, ugh, you guys said it earlier, and I don't want to go on a tangent about KU-K-State coming up, but, like, they seem like a team that's a disaster for us matchup-wise. Like, the way they play, the way our defense has been just destroyed in the run game, it's terrifying to think This might K-State. This might sound a little crazy, but they might be the least powerful offense we have to face coming left. Because you got obviously Oklahoma State, they put up numbers in bunches. Their over under was seventy something against Texas. TCU, same thing. They scored a bunch of points. Texas goes up tempo quick. That scares me. Texas Tech, the same thing. They put up, they fucking shit pumped. Yeah, absolutely boat raced. Uh, West, West Virginia, forty eight ten or something crazy. It's um, and then K State. Obviously, I'm never going to discredit K State. I. So they could be a uh, dark horse to win the Big 12 before the year. They have Adrian, they have Deuce, which they might run it all over us. But you can definitely make an argument they're the least like explosive, I guess, is what I'll say. They got weapons. Well, they got 
They got Brooks and Knowles. I can sense some K State hate coming. No, it's not that at all. I I, I, I think I think they're the best matchup for us remaining. Okay. I just don't see us beating them. Wait. So, and this this is super analytical. I get it, but their offense, when it's rolling, it's all explosive plays. It's Adrian Martinez taking it on a keeper seventy yards. Deuce breaking one out for eighty yards. 50-yard touchdown. They've done it multiple times this year where that's literally the only time they score is from 50-plus out or in a turnover in the red zone or something like that. Our defense, and it's probably gotten worse over the last couple of weeks, I don't. Th- we don't give up too many explosive plays, like 20, 30-plus-yard plays. We just get killed six yards here, 18 yard, or eight yards here, 11 yards here, third and 12, they get 13, right? Like, that's where I think our defense struggles – and maybe it's just like even third what breaks first. Like I, I don't know. I I just think I and I still don't trust Adrian Martinez, no matter how good he's been. I don't trust him throwing the football. If you can make him one dimensional, just maintain on first and second down like we do anyways. Do you trust Adrian Martinez to beat you with his arm on third and long over and over and over again? Like Shapin's done, like Gabriel's done, like uh Dick Fuck and TCU. I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> Maxi Dougie. Yeah, Duggan. Duggar, Duggan, Duggan, Duggan. So many, so many people. Duggar's the Duggar. family. Yeah, I know. But like that, it's it super, sounds like, to me like you're diving. talking yourself into us no. beating them. And that's what worries me about the getting another win is because if I think they're like analytically the best matchup we have left, and I have zero confidence that we beat them, I it makes me a little worried going forward. But I don't know. Is Texas Tech for sure the worst team left on our schedule? Yeah, yeah, but I think, think they might they, they might be our worst matchup too. I was gonna say that, like, but are they really that bad? Like, that's what looking at what they've done. Beat Texas. What they they oh, they absolutely might, annihilated know. someone last week. West Baugh, forty eight ten. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I'm can't like, conf- I can't like con- concretely say we're gonna win one of these games. Yeah, we can rock or we can compete with them, but I can't say we're gonna sucks. beat it's any gonna of take- them. It's it's gonna take us being a major, potentially a double digit dog again. Now we've won how many games as double digit we've dogs? Done it West Vaugh, twice Texas Tech, kind of. I think it ended at or not right. Texas Tech, uh Houston. West Vaugh and Houston. Did that close at ten? Yeah, that Nine closed at ten. And uh West Vaugh was like fourteen. Man, yeah. and and I was, was seven, ten right? and a half. Oklahoma was ten and a half at the end. Like I I would say it was three and a half. Oh. It was low. Just because I remember the Matt Campbell in close game stat. He's like five and 18 and spreads minus three and a half to plus three and a half. It's absurd. Man, Go hire was, him, Huskers. There were so many missed. Yeah, we already talked about it, but probably more missed opportunities in the Baylor game than in the TCU game. Even you think about the first drive. What if you hold him to three there where it's third and 12 or whatever? Third and eight from the goal line, third and 14. It's felt like Baylor, they scored 28 in the first half, but it could have been something like 14 or I don't know. It just feels like that's a game we really let slip away because that game should have never been a blowout. I personally think we're just as good as Baylor. If I personally think that that's probably a homer take, but that how, how are you down 25 to that team at half? Did you think when we cut it or when we got that stop and had the ball with a chance to go ahead, did you think we were going to win? Wait. Against Baylor. Wait, are you saying did you think we'd get a stop? We didn't have it to take the lead. No. It we was scored 20- to make it five, then they got it back and went down and scored to make it 12. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, my bad. My bad. Yeah, that's what I meant. Did you no, think we no could get a stop? No faith in the world. 
Yeah. And what's but, crazy is all they did in the second half was get stops. And even at the end I of the know. first half, they got they got an interception after we fumbled at the 20, 25 yard line. They just it, they ran it down our throats. Fifty seven runs. Shapin only threw for one sixty. Yeah. Gotta find well, a way to get man, five and oh, you're playing any team in the country's playing in a bowl trip and start looking at what bowls they might go to. We were we were talking Phoenix. I oh, would yeah. be we were talking they, Sugar Bowl against Bama. So, yeah, that's my – I might have asked this last week, but I kind of want to ask again because I feel like every week that you lose, you're going to start getting obviously more concerned. But would this season be a disappointment if they don't go bowling? Which that might sound like an easy no because two and a half wins, we would have laughed if you said five wins before the year, but they start five and oh. They have seven here's to go. My, here's Four my of those at home. That. It's almost like I would almost rather go – four and eight and miss a bowl, then do the way we could do it, which is five and oh, you become the story of the season. You get game day and you lose seven straight to miss a bowl. Like to me, that's worst case scenario. And yeah, in the grand scheme of things, five and seven and year two of Lance, it's awesome. But you are lying. If you say we aren't going to be absolutely gutted if we don't make a bowl game. So it's like mm-hmm. for it to we'll go happen like moment. this, what we'll be sad in the moment, but like you can still look back in six months and like holy shit, that was a really cool season. It's yeah, and I this just... is this is my thought. So 07, we were peak. 08, we dropped a little. 09, we dropped a little more. 2010 to 2021, we were at the bottom of the cellar for just consistently. Yeah. We'll good. go five and seven this year, the same way we did in 09. When start five and oh, lose seven straight. Oh boy! Next year, eight and four, we'll win the Insight Bowl that doesn't exist anymore, and then the year after that's our twelve and one Orange Bowl. So that's how I'm looking at it. We're just going to see history yeah. repeat itself, but backwards. Um, and I'll take that okay. to the bank. Yep. You're right. This team will be really good next year. They're going to win one more game. Important. They're they're going to win. I think one so more too. Game. They're going to win. Who one more though? Game. But I don't know sucks. who. Just... And like it, it's going to be just maybe as shocking as the Westfall game or the Houston game, where we were kind of still figuring things out. It's kind of fans on how to root for this, but it's going to be one of the home games. I think Oklahoma state or Texas, I think it's Oklahoma state. I think coming off a bye, you get healthy. I'm kind of rooting for them. I'm rooting for them to 20 seconds ago. (laughs) Who's it going to be? I I think that I weirdly, (laughs) no, I, I, I kind of meant to say, I feel like that might be our best chance. And I don't know why it is. It is on the power index shitter. That, That might be our best chance left. Um, but here's remember when Samaji Pirine rushed for 867 yards on us in yep. a game. Bijan Robinson might do that. Yeah. Holy moly, that kid is good. <laughs> but yours in the booth, 47k. We need I a hope, windy day, a windy rainy day. I hope our fans stay supporting because man, there's been so many positives this year. So mm-hmm. I hope I would think there's going to be a ton of orange in the stadium Saturday. You got a top 10 team, probably no playoff hopes anymore, but big 12 championship hopes for sure. So they're going to have a lot of fans, but I, I mean, I still hope our student sections full. I don't know why you would be out on this team the way they fight. They deserve all the support. So I just hope the fans, it just worries me because our history and how we've had weak crowds. It worries me that fans won't show up, but I think they'll still show up. Yeah, for Texas, Oklahoma I think State. It'll be fine. I think this, two, people two are still teams. like like we've said. This team's shown they have fight. They're not rolling over. They are still entertaining all four quarters, which is all we've really wanted 
for a long time just to be competitive and stay in game. So I think crowd will continue to show up. May not be sold out, but it'll still be a good show out. Um, what's the order right, of boys. our games? Sorry, what's the order of our next four? I keep forgetting. Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Texas, K-State. So we get yeah. one at home, one on the road, one at home, one on the road. Um, you know what would and, be wild? And we, six we, and we, three we, against Texas would be dope. <laughs> you know what would be wild is to run the deal, be completely melted down. We're going into Manhattan. We think we're not getting a win. We're 10-point underdogs, and we go into Manhattan to get the sixth win for the Bull. I would tear great. down their goalposts. I also – you guys have are you guys down to go to that game? Have you seen the ticket prices? B turn has six. Well, I'm in. Yes. Okay. Does AB walk out alive? Yeah. I mean, I'll be fine. <laughs> like, I'm not going to. I can just see you. As long as <laughs> I was that way at the game in Lawrence, which were packed with K-State fans, and I didn't really. It is what it is. They, they talk as much shit, so it's like they should be worried They're about walking out bad, alive, too. man. They are so bad on Twitter. It's yeah, but cow. they, you know, they're saying the same shit about us though, and all of our, all of the KU, like accounts that are anonymous and tweet out bullshit to stir up some some stuff. Like, it, it's just part of sports, really. It's maybe Does my a, favorite part. Is of it. there Anthony? Is there one more thing? Is there any way? I mean, Gundy, great coach. Obviously, KU's competed. Teams probably can't take us lightly anymore, but does Oklahoma maybe or Oklahoma State maybe overlook us a little bit and mm-hmm. we sneak up and beat them? Letdown spot. They get an emotional last second <laughs> win in Manhattan this weekend. They go back down. They're like, oh shit, we got to go back to Kansas again for the second time in two weeks. Dan Bailey, game winning kick for mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, game winning punt return against Oklahoma. <sighs> I feel like we always right. get throttled by them, though. Am I wrong on that? Well, last time we the played last them one close. probably was Tyreek when he took the kickback against us. We kicked the Tyreek Hill. He took the kick. Oh, he the took kick one off. back against us. Yeah, we I were, remember he, it was he took one back against OU uh, that like won the game. There was like five seconds left when he did it. I got to look up the history of KU Oklahoma State if you guys want to okay, fill we'll, in for a minute. I'm sure we'll do. We'll wrap this up. But I'm sure we'll do an Oklahoma State preview next week, or maybe talk about basketball, Pitt State. Exhibition coming up November 3rd. Kansas yep. defending national champs, top five team in the country. Last time I checked, they are led by the best coach in college basketball, mm-hmm. Bill Self. That is, people say that to be the case, and I agree. Um, I, but got yeah, Kansas, I got Kansas on upset alert against the Gorillas. Jeff Boshi, former Kansas three-point sniper, comes into Allen Fieldhouse, 110-88 Pitt State. Awesome game to watch. Remember, we almost lost to the EA Sports All Stars. That was insane. All right, you guys want this shit? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Let's wrap. It up. Uh, KU's beaten. Yeah, KU's beaten Oklahoma State one time since 1996. Uh, it was in 07, of course. We all remember that game. Um, How many streaks do we have? Only man? Oklahoma. Holy shit! Oklahoma's only two of them since- have been single digits. So you're there have been me like there's a chance. 20 games. 55 Ooh. to 3 last year, 47 to 7 the year before. I mean, we should get throttled by him. So let's uh let's reverse that trend, huh? Let's um let's end one of these damn streaks against these teams. We've never won in Waco. We lose to them. We haven't beat them. They dominate us. Um Oklahoma hadn't beat them since what, 97, 96? We haven't beat them in remember. almost 30 years. Oklahoma we gotta end one of these streaks, oh, man. God. Let's beat a top 10 team and rush the field together and hold hands and make out. 
Um, also, Oklahoma State, come to our tailgate and say hi for the Oklahoma State game. We're in the same lot again, right? Yeah. I've got Don't give up on this team the either. They're five and three. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap up. We're rambling. Shout out. Hawks are still five and three, folks. Basketball coming next week, and uh, we'll do a little basketball preview next week. We'll get a feel for how Pitt State looks, and then we'll uh, how the game goes, and then we'll we'll talk a little more about basketball, preview Oklahoma State, and uh, that's it for this week. Rock chop. Go Bulls. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.